Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Cat Duff, who owns Glotanicals Sustainable Stinker, a brand that beauty lovers want to use and that eco-activists like cats can feel so good about. And Kat is proving that true sustainable beauty can take care of your skin and also the planet. Hey, Kat, fantastic. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to chat. All right. Well, let's get straight into it. Can you just expand a bit more on, you know, where your business is today and the kind of people that you love to serve? Yeah. So uh, my business is um, still pretty new. Uh, we started um, R&D and developing the brand in 2019 um, and it spent, you know, over a year doing that, um, officially started launching products last year. Um, so, um, sorry, in uh, 2021, um, I forget that it's 2023. <laughs> um, so we've been in business officially for about two years. So in the infancy stages, um, where I'm at as a founder and a business owner is I have been doing the side hustle game. Um, since 2019. And I have so much empathy and compassion and respect for business owners that have done this and that are doing this because it's really freaking hard. (laughs) Um, And I'm currently phasing out of doing that um, and paving the path to go full time uh, with my business. So it's been um, a long journey Uh, since then. Um, And because of that, I've had to spend a lot of time focusing on and learning how to balance um, my work a lot more than maybe someone who is just doing one job or one business, uh, because my energy and my time is at a premium. Um, And I have burned the candle at both ends and Mm. experienced burnout and chronic fatigue a few times. So I'm currently phasing out of that. I'm learning how to balance everything. Um, and I'm in a much better place than I was even a year ago. Love that. Well, wow, it's been a, it's been a journey for you. I, so many people, uh, me included, I can remember when I took that leap of faith, when I was, you know, oh my gosh, with my, my agency back in the UK, building up the clientele, building up the clients until it was like, I'm bursting at the seams. If I if I make the step now, I can I can make a living. But until that step, it was so hard juggling it full-time, side hustle, building. And for me, at the time, it was scarcity. For me, it was like, I, I can't see how this is going to, can this really work? Is it going to be enough? Will the clients keep on coming? So for me, that's why I didn't take the step all those years ago when I know I you know, 
what I know now is like, do it, take the leap of faith. You've got this. So what is it for you that's maybe taken so long, elongated this side hustle juggling act rather than being like, I'm all in, I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. So um, part of it was very, um, I am a bit type A. So part of it was very much numbers based. I had a number I needed to hit uh, before I could do that. Um, so I've been waiting on that and, and working towards that. Um, and I did that for my own personal sense of security um, because I knew if I, if I went before I hit that number, um, I think I'd, my, my fear would have overcome me maybe. So I, I made that decision early on what it would take for me to feel comfortable doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I, I, I think it was the right choice because I needed to spend that time getting to know my customer getting to know the industry. Um, I did not come from a beauty background at all. I've been a lifetime beauty and skincare enthusiast, but I've never worked in the industry. I've never worked in a product-based industry. Um, so I, I felt like I needed to learn how to do the business and you know, mm. see a path and see some proof that you know, I was on the right path. So yeah, there's always two different perspectives. Some people say, some people do really well with jumping all in. Someone like me, I needed to like set the plan and stick to it in order to feel comfortable enough to do yeah. it. So that's kind of why I decided to do it that way. So this is an area that you, as you said, you had no experience within the industry. So how did this come about? Yeah, so I, um, you know, like I said, I have been a beauty and a skincare junkie for as long as I can remember. Like I had a skincare focused 12th birthday. I started using eye cream. Like it was always like, you know, something I was really into. Uh-huh. Um, and back in 2019, I was living in Australia during the worst bushfires, um, bushfires the country had ever seen. Um, and I've been a lifelong nature animal lover and seeing the clouds of smoke, seeing people whose lives were affected, seeing the animals and the habitat that was destroyed, it seeing it up close and personal for the first time just changed me forever. I just, I couldn't unsee it. Um, and I started to get involved in environmental activism, uh, volunteering with Greenpeace, um, and also uh, learning how to switch to a more low waste lifestyle. And as a skincare junkie, the first place I looked was, ooh, I'm going to get some new skincare products. (laughs) So I started looking for sustainable skincare products and learning about sustainability and low waste. And I found nothing on the market that worked or that was actually sustainable. It was either a hippie, crunchy granola skincare product that smelled like patchouli and was made in someone's kitchen, or... It was a really nice product that was greenwashed. Um, so from there, I took a skincare making uh, course and learned how to make it for myself um, and decided to turn it into a brand from there. Um, so it started from personal need, personal interest. Um, and I started building up my network, my network, talking to people in the industry, meeting manufacturers, um, all of the nice. so, so you sort that, of found a whole new market. How was it received by all these people that you started talking to? Yeah, great. I mean, so it depends on who. So like when I talk to uh, clean beauty influencers um, and beauty lovers and friends and things, everyone thought it was an amazing idea and that they were looking for something like that. Um, I did speak with some manufacturers 
professors who said it can't be done. It's been tried before. Um, and, you know, frankly, I, I, my first idea didn't work. So my first idea, um, the brand was the same, but the refill system, I went down the rabbit hole of like learning how to create like custom refillable packaging, um, you know, compostable tubes and inserts and things like that. And I hired an engineering firm and none of it worked. <laughs> so um, some of the manufacturers were right in saying, hey, for an oil-based product, this compostable packaging is not gonna work. And they were right about that, but I knew that there was still a way. So we ended up switching to a tried and true method, which is aluminum. 100% um, recyclable everywhere. Um, you have to be careful with you know, the types of products you put in it, but that's why we do um, short shelf life refills. So as soon as someone orders a refill, we keep very few on hand and we're filling them as we go. Because if you leave it in there for too long, it starts to oxidize, which is why many manufacturers said, can't do it. So yeah. some people were really supportive. Some people were a bit short-sighted and I had to take those inputs and forge my own path. So with, with that, I mean, that's enough to put so many people off and kill a dream. Mm -hmm. So how, so you've learned how to do business during this time. It sounds like mm -hmm. you've also learned how to take a knockback or two, take the rejection, uh, which is uh, something that all mm -hmm. entrepreneurs hate and what most people still continue to face that at level one, two, 10, 100. The fear of rejection is always still there at some points. Mm -hmm. How are you able to keep going throughout this time? You know, I just wanted it so bad <laughs> and I, I knew that it needed to exist. And I'm frankly a very spiritual person and I felt like I had the spirit, the, the spiritual nudge and encouragement. All of the signs were there. All of the encouragement was there. And I just felt, it felt right. I, it, it always, even if there were blocks, um, it always felt like this was what I was meant to be doing. If I'm being okay. honest. <laughs> then let's get a little bit woo here. Can you yeah. remember any winks or nods from the universe that you saw on the way that was like, yeah, I, I, I see you. I hear you. Okay. I, we're doing this. I, I'm not someone who remembers their dreams. I, I never remember dreams. I'm not like a dreamer. I just, I wake up not remembering anything every day. I had a very um, specific dream about this business, about refills and refills being the future. Um, and I, you know, I meditate and I, I work with the universe every day and I just asked for a sign. Um, the sign was, I, it was like a blue butterfly. I was like, this is right, just give me a blue butterfly. And I just started seeing them everywhere, like very instantaneously. Um, everything to start the business was very easy. The domain name was available. Uh, well, firstly, the name came to me very easily. The domain name was very easy. Um, I happened to find just the right graphic designer. Um, we knocked out the, the branding in like the first few tries. Like that part of it was very easy. And to me, that was the sign that this is on the right path, you know? And, and I believe, um, I love, um, the book Big Magic and the perspective of ideas are their own entity and they come to the people who are meant to, um, yes. <laughs> yes. Always on my desk. I oh my gosh, that. I love it. But you know, the idea that like, 
ideas are their own entity and they're meant to be brought alive in the world and they come to you if you're the person to bring it to life and if you don't it goes on to the next person so that's just always the perspective that I had um and that kept me going honestly I love that to those who don't know Elizabeth Gilbert big magic I read this book once a month it is unbelievable to help you understand inspiration help you understand Mm -hmm. yeah there's nods and the winks from the universe and uh for me the lesson from that book is how to personify anything so we we don't forget yourself we personify fears and doubts we personify Mm -hmm. businesses and elizabeth personifies the inspiration Mm. it makes it less scary for some reason it makes it playful. And isn't that the goddamn yeah. point to be able to be playful with this business, with this fun? Because if you can't have fun with what you're doing, what you're bringing to the world, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. <laughs> nice, right. We, we've gone off on a tangent there, but I love that. So yeah. thanks for bringing that up. That's a beautiful yeah. reminder. So yeah. the name was available. The The concept wasn't there. Um, it was everything started to drop into place. So... Mm-hmm. Let's fast forward. Let's let's go through to today because you're you're finding your your exit strategy. You know your number. You know what what you need to do. Um, what what are the unknown variables to this to actually living the dream that you want, which is full time glotanicals? Yeah. So that's interesting. The barriers right now are. Um, you know, continuing to um, experiment with, um, you know, sales strategies and and sales um, arenas, you know, wholesale, in-person, direct-to-consumer, online, social, all of that stuff. Um, Still experimenting with the right balance of those and and what's going to work the best and Mm -hmm. what's the best way to reach our customers. We're still going through that, but also, it's it's also me getting out of my comfort zone and continuously getting out of my comfort zone because, um, you know, as a small brand, like I don't pay models to, you know, or influencers to go and talk about my product or like take nice photos with the product. I do that myself. And it took me a long time to feel comfortable getting on social media and talking about things Mm. Um, reaching out to influencers, some of which are now my friends, like, you know, but at first it seems so scary, you know, and so that has been a block that I'm uh, working through and me and like many business owners, when Instagram switched to video and when TikTok came out, you know, I felt like I had just figured out Instagram and then it's all video. And (laughs) to be frank, I waited way too long to actually jump in and start doing it because I was scared. I was like, I look silly on video. I don't like the way my voice sounds, you know. Those kind of blocks are the kind of thing that I've had to work through. And I still catch myself today, you know, and like if I'm procrastinating on filming content for our Instagram page, um I think it's like procrastination and I'm busy. But if I stop and look back I'm like I was just scared I just didn't want to do it you know but so, you, it's so easy to wrap like can... up these fears into the justification and the excuses mm-hmm. um, and oh my gosh we can almost convince ourselves right yeah yeah 
Yeah, it's crazy. So continuing to work on that and continuing to grow that presence, um, it's something I've done in the last year and I've, I've done a lot more of that now. And I've started working with influencers and um, local um, people that I've met. So yeah, I think that would be a blocker um, that I'm still working through. Nice. Well, let's let's do some some processing here and see what we can uncover because it's it's always it's always tough to put ourselves out there as business owners. It's you're the face mm -hmm. of the business, especially coaches and entrepreneurs. It's mm -hmm. there's nowhere to hide, and it's a very vulnerable place to be there. Um, it may be experiences that we've had that mm -hmm. can come up and be like, oh, I, I, I've proven to myself that it's a scary place because of the 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 attention or the unwanted, um, the haters that are out there. So mm -hmm. for you, can you nail down what was it that was sort of holding you back from, from posting or being visible or switching to videos or whatever it was? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think for me, it's definitely um, perfectionism. Um, you know, when I, I remember when I first started filming video, um, I, it would take me two hours to film like a 15, 30 second video. And I just thought it was terrible. And I looked at maybe an influencer or someone really big and I would be like, their video looks so perfect. Like, and the perfectionism of not putting it out there until it's perfect. Um, that was definitely at the root of it. And I've had to learn to have the beginner's mindset and just understand the truth that you have to, you're not going to get better at it if you don't start. But for someone who struggles with perfectionism, that's just like, makes your brain want to explode, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so working through perfectionism for sure was, is still something that um, is part of it. So perfectionism, was that something that's always been sort of part of your, your personality that you can see throughout that, yep, I like things to yeah. be in a certain way? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all my whole life, really, like if, it, if it's not perfect, you know, I don't want to do it, you know, or I won't put it out there. Like, you know, I just as soon as I start something, I want to be my brain just goes into like the biggest, most perfect, most crazy outcome ever. Like I'm going to start this thing and it's going to, you know, take off and it's going to be perfect and amazing in one year and like, you know, all of that stuff. Um so it's definitely been something that's been there my whole life, I would say. Oh, so is it that you you set this unrealistic expectation that this yes. is how it's going to end up? This is how the, the video yeah. or, or the week or the meeting is going to be. And yeah. just can't quite live up to that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So like, you know, I remember when I first started filming, first of all, for doing like reels and stuff on, on Instagram, first of all, I was like, oh my gosh, no way. I was like, I can't do that. Like... <laughs> And then when I started, I finally convinced myself like, no, what? I can do this. I'm going to do this. Like I have an idea. I'm going to do it. And um, I would like film it the first time and be like, oh my gosh, this sucks. That means I can't do it. You know, like I suck at this. Um, so that's definitely the thought process that happens when I do start to do something new. And, and I wish I could say, I try, try, try and do it again. And But like, oftentimes I, I'll do it. It kind of sucks. And I get kind of scared and I take a step back and I come up with excuses and try to find other things to do and maybe I'll do it this way and then eventually I'll come back to the truth of like no I just need to do it and try and get better okay so where's the fear what, what are you scared of um 
I guess probably, you know, like many people, um, looking silly, uh, looking stupid, you know, uh, saying something wrong, you know, just like basic human fears like that, you know. And what would that do? What, those fears? No, if, if you were silly, if you were stupid, if you did make a mistake, what, what would that actually do to you or your business? Yeah, so, I mean, on the one hand, I mean, look, in reality, probably nothing. Um, but I'm not asking you for know, the logical answer here. Let's, okay. let's, I know what you, you know, the, you know what you should be doing. You know yeah. what you've done. Let's, let's just talk about it from a, if we can all open up and just be a bit more honest and, and, and talk about this, it's, mm-hmm. um, we all know the right answer. I don't want the right yeah. answer. I want the raw, you is like, yeah, this is stupid, but. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So what would happen there if, if I did, you know, put out a, a crappy, stupid video? I mean, yeah, the fear would be, um, you know, maybe my potential, the people I'm, I'm trying to serve and reach and inspire with this product and this brand, maybe they see it and they think, oh, that's, you know, she's unprofessional. She doesn't know what she's doing, you know, and, or maybe it's just as simple as like someone just keeps scrolling, you know, and, and maybe I put too much pressure on okay, this one post has to be like the thing, you know? Um, so yeah, I think those are maybe, yeah, what's underlying there, like fearing that it's just not going to be good enough to get the results that I want to present myself and my brand the way that I want it to be presented. You know, I have very high standards for that. Yeah, we know that you're a perfectionist. We, we, <laughs> as we all are in certain ways. But one thing you just said that, I want to just rewind a couple of seconds. You said sure. uh, pressure. Oh my God. Yeah. Let's let's do a full circle back to Big Magic. Can you remember the mm-hmm. part of that where it talks about it's too much pressure? It's too much pressure to have a little one on the concept, on the business. The business is not there to, was it? The business is not your baby, you're its baby. And I think mm. that is such a pivotal point uh, to sort of double tap on the fact that you brought this up independently. And you mentioned mm-hmm. the book earlier. It's, yeah. yeah, that is so much pressure to put on a video or on a business. No wonder yeah. it, it struggled if you personify the business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I haven't thought, I haven't, you know, it's been a few years since I've read the book and I need to reread it, but that's a, a, a perfect point of, you know, putting too much, much pressure on it and putting that pressure on it. I feel like it, it suffocates it almost. Like if you remove that, maybe that's when it can breathe and expand and grow naturally. Yeah. And I think you also felt this with your business when you faced burnout a couple of times, when you had, had mm-hmm. fatigue, too much mm-hmm. pressure. So if we can find the the one of the singular aspects that link your business with the way you're acting as a business owner with you personally, if these things all link in, if we can find that the one hub there, which might be, too much pressure on all these aspects once we're able to just release and let go slightly oh my gosh what could happen then yeah it could be way more fun and and inspiration and creativity can flow so like if you compare the two situations of like trying to film a reel like a you know about the brand on the pressure side it's it's too intense it's perfectionism on the release the valve side Maybe you're inspired and natural and, you know, making a fun video and it, it 
it ends up better anyway because it's flowing the creativity and inspiration is flowing rather than me pressuring into the perfect video <laughs> yeah I think that's that's the key right there Love with that. finding that alignment with you and with your business because your business is an extension of you mm-hmm. so I mean Katie one of Katie's best videos she spilled a glass of wine in the middle of it the crowd went wild it's one of the best videos because it was just so much fun that the real audience and the real Katie came out it's like yeah that's kind of the point so to be able to show ourselves who I who we are make mistakes it's still hard for for me to be that Mm -hmm. raw and vulnerable but the benefit on the other side of that is your business has its personality it has its values you have your you have your mission statement you know what you're all about Mm -hmm. so finding that part of you I think could be a beautiful beautiful way of doing it I'm not saying it's going to be easy but oh my gosh to be able to hold those things as true um, is a beautiful way to just start to make this oh make this a bit easier yeah absolutely and and it's interesting because that is the approach I take to sustainability um, but not with myself because in sustainability there's so much perfectionism and that's what keeps people from doing it because they're like, Oh, I'm never going to remember my reusable cup every day. I'm never going to remember this. And I accidentally threw away that and I can't be sustainable because I I can't do it perfectly. That's a huge blocker for people. Um, And that's the approach that I take of, you know, trying to blow the lid off that and say, start with one thing at a time, one routine at a time, maybe start with your skincare routine. But when it comes to myself, it's like the pressure's on you know (laughs) so that's really interesting that's beautiful so for you to be able to take that aspect of a business that you're telling we can all coach and tell everyone else what to do but for ourselves we're too (laughs) close to our own shit to see what it actually is when it's revealed to us it's like oh that was easy i'll get it now and then insert the guilt that oh we should have known this or we should have done it yeah chatting offline saying i should have known this stuff years ago i wish i'd have done it then then was probably the wrong time for a lot of this stuff. So mm-hmm. I believe timing comes in um, and the universe drops things in when it's when it's ready. Yeah, and, and we're all on our own path. You know, some people learn certain things faster. Some people learn things slower. Um, and I've had to learn to accept that, you know. Um, mm. My story is my own. My journey is my own. Um, and it's progressing the way that it is supposed to. And that also helps remove the pressure of, you know, being able to say like, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. I'm on the path. As long as I keep showing up, it will keep progressing. And it's hard to make myself believe that, but I do tell myself that. (laughs) There it is. It's the logic versus the emotion. Once you you logically get it, but to emotionally feel it and trust it, and then experience it. Now that's where the magic comes into play. Oh, so yes. Where do we direct this this year? So what's the what's the goal for this one? Six months, nine months left of the year. What's what what's it for you? Yeah, it's um it's it's hitting certain numbers, hitting certain growth with our community, um, reaching the people that are going to love this product and this new routine that they have. Um, and, and focusing on the joy of that and the ease of that, you know, because it, it is a joyful, fun thing. Um, and, and you know, uh, I'm trying to do things differently this year and focus on the fun of business and 
choosing to collaborate with other brands and businesses that I've come to meet over the years um, and here locally in the Bay Area. And to me, like working with someone else who owns a sustainable business or, um, you know, anything like that is like, that's joyful and fun to me. So really focusing on that, on the how I want to feel side and on the other side, it's hitting certain numbers and, Mm. you know, continuing to grow full steam ahead. But if you keep surrounding yourself with like-minded people, with yourself, with business, with your mission, and collaborate with those companies, maybe completely different products, but they still have mm-hmm. the same mission, mm-hmm. then you just found your tribe. So yes. that's fantastic. Kat, thank yeah. you so much for sharing your journey, um, yeah. for, for processing live on the call and being able to <laughs> um, have some fun with the uncomfort, which is ah, I know what to do. I just can't do it. Why can't I do it? Oh yeah, there it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was amazing. Thank you so much for um, walking me through that and sharing your expertise. Um, Yeah, it's been really enlightening. Hey, you're so, so welcome. Um, If people, influencers, partners, potential customers want to know more about your business, where can they find you? Yes, they can find us on Instagram at um, it's at Glotanicals. Um, also on our website, which is Glotanicals.com. Super stuff. Well, everyone go and check it out. And Kat, thank you so much for, for sharing again today. <laughs> Thanks so much. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark. Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.